Hello! Uh, welcome to the ASMR Quest podcast. Ian, how are you today? What? That's my introduction? <laughs> Just looking... <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing fine, John. Yeah, doing real great. <laughs> you have a pretty shitty introduction. Honestly, <laughs> well, um, it sets the tone. <laughs> I think so. Um, so this is our first episode of the ASMR Quest podcast. Um, well, it's a mouthful. I might need to rethink that name, uh, or at least AMS Quest. ASMR Quest. Oh yeah, okay, it's, it's not, not that bad. What does ASMR even stand for? That's a great question, Ian. That question and many more are going to be answered on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, as I stated in the intro, uh, this is not a podcast meant to trigger ASMR, but is a podcast about ASMR. Uh, we will be exploring and learning about ASMR together. Um, so I figured, you know, Ian, why don't you start off by explaining your credentials, uh, go through your curriculum vitae, and tell everyone why you're qualified to tell them about ASMR. Okay, so, yeah, my name is Ian. I'm a second-year PhD student at the University of Michigan, where I study <laughs> machine learning applied to problems in the domain of healthcare in the MLB Cubed Research Lab. My uh, expertise is on the analysis of physiological time series, including continuous glucose monitor data for individuals with type 1 diabetes, and I'm just starting a, pro- a uh, project now looking at the microbiome of the respiratory system to analyze clinical state in individuals with cystic fibrosis. I've also just looked up um, ASMR on the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, and Merriam-Webster defines ASMR as... The word you've entered isn't in the dictionary. <laughs> Click on a spelling suggestion below, or try again using the search bar above. And so, uh, so that's me. Now, actually, as, as our as our esteemed host, maybe you should talk about your credentials and why why is it you feel the need to bring this into the world? Um, well, at first, I'd like to thank you, Ian, for going into so much depth. Uh, I wasn't expecting you to give so much detail. Um, sounds like you're very qualified for things other than telling people about ASMR. Um, so my credentials uh, are that I believe I very occasionally experience mild ASMR. Oh, shit. Well, that's something I've never done, so. Yeah. Uh, and so that makes both of us qualified, very qualified, for this particular <laughs> podcast. Uh, since the goal is to, uh, or I guess sort of the, the basic, uh, like foundation behind this podcast, the idea that I want to explore is whether or not it is possible to sort of, uh, tune in to ASMR, I guess, to learn to experience it, I guess, to learn to experience it at all in your case, or learn to experience it more often in my case, um, I've dabbled a little bit in uh, some, like, ASMR videos on YouTube and haven't really gotten much out of them. Um, And just in my uh, personal life, I'd say that I experience probably a very mild ASMR, maybe, uh, like, once every every couple of months. Um, So I was kind of curious if it was something that you could uh, get better at, I guess. 
Um, and I thought that it would be an interesting concept to explore through podcast. Um, and even if turns out you can't, um, and I never get any better at it, and you never experience it, I still think it would be an interesting question to explore. And at the very least, I'm sure we'll learn a lot about it along the way that we can share with all of our listeners. Okay. Now, I mean, I guess one question. So, so are you sort of doing this um, in sort of like an a Project MK Ultra vein, where you're like you're you're trying to take this phenomenon, which has been experienced by a lot of people, and weaponize it for the government? <laughs> um, I would say no. Um, okay. Okay. I would say that I'm trying to take this phenomenon that has been experienced by, I guess, a lot of people, but still a fairly small po- or percentage of the population, and see if uh, I can find a way for a larger percentage of the population to experience it. Um, well, if the government cause... does weaponize it, then I like, imagine that is like a riot control weapon, like instead of a sound cannon, an ASMR cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just like feeling kind of relaxed and enjoying things. Well, actually, maybe this is a good place to start. So, I guess I always figured ASMR was sort of like a... I don't know, like a sexual thing? Oh, that is a great place to start. Yes, uh, a lot of people think that. Um, or... Yeah, there, there, it's definitely something that comes across to a lot of people as a sexual thing. Um, but that is not the case. Um, I guess I should probably start even a little before that um, with just... I guess, what is ASMR? Um, so ASMR, uh, and I'm going to have to look this up. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> no, no, what Mary it stands for. It's, it's no good. Um, uh, no, I was going to get a Wikipedia. Uh, so ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Well, let's, we got to unpack that. Uh, so um, I'm not going to take the time to read this whole Wikipedia article uh, during this podcast, because I was thinking that <laughs> might be the topic of our second podcast, is we would okay. read this Wikipedia article <laughs> and then talk about it. We do extensive <laughs> research, and we bring it to you, folks. Exactly. We will read the Wikipedia article for uh, so... the thing which our podcast is based off of, eventually. <laughs> for our first episode, though, what I will say about the name is that I think it's kind of a lot of bullshit that's supposed to sound really medical and isn't. Um, but I'm not totally positive. Um, so ASMR is something that is fairly... or that has been recognized fairly recently. There hasn't really been a lot of research into it. Um, it's not something that... Uh, you could go and talk to your doctor about and get a long explanation for, I don't believe. Uh, But the basic idea is that for certain people under certain, uh, when they experience certain stimulus, they will get sort of a tingling experience, I guess, or a sort of euphoric sensation that manifests itself primarily as a tingling sort of at the back of, sort of at the base of the skull and down their spine. Uh, it's the uh, the best way to describe it um, that I know of. And so a lot of people do think of it as a sexual uh, as a sexual experience, I guess, uh, in part because a lot of people explain describe it as a head orgasm. Hmm. Uh, and then a lot of other people really take issue with that description of it because 
a lot of people have tried very hard to explain that it's not a sexual thing because when you try to describe it to your friend and they're like oh you're just getting off on that that's kind of kind of creepy uh <laughs> you have to a lot of people don't like that and so they try to fight this uh, the connotation of it being a sexual thing uh which it, it's not it uh it does at least from my experience seem to be somewhat intimate but not sexual okay um, how would you say it, it compares to the feeling? Because I mean, I, I know I sometimes get like a little, uh, I don't know, a little paroxysm perhaps when I finish peeing. Like you ever do that? You're sort of peeing and you just sort of get a little shiver. I can't say that I do. No. Oh well. <laughs> no. Never mind. Then I'm um... just, uh, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah. It's. Oh uh... <laughs> uh, um, yeah. I... <laughs> I'll try to, I'll try to look out for it. Maybe it's something I haven't really thought of. Maybe I, I just, do and just haven't noticed. But it's I, not I every time. Not every time. So. It's especially when you, I'm at a urinal. It's like I go to a urinal, and then like I'm just sort of wrapping up, and I just get this little shake. You know, feels pretty good. Like just a little shiver over your body, sort of. Yeah. Huh. I don't think I have experienced that. Hmm. I I don't think it's related to ASMR, but I, I can't say. <laughs> well, I mean, neither of us know what ASMR is, so maybe <laughs> that's, that's what ASMR point. is. You know, maybe I'm a maybe I'm an expert at ASMR. I don't think ASMR has anything to do with your genitals. So okay, um, yeah, there is that that slight difference in those two experiences. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Uh, so some of the things that will tend to trigger people's ASMR that I know of uh, is or there's a, a wide category or there's a lot of different types of things that will trigger it that I'm aware of. Uh, sometimes it'll be certain sounds like tapping or brushing things will occasionally trigger it for certain people. Um, in a lot of cases, it has to do with watching another person engage in an activity which they're very focused with. They're very focused on, um, but I but I believe generally it has to be something that, from the observer's perspective, the person experiencing the ASMR isn't necessarily very complicated. Um, so perhaps something like sorting items on a shelf, if the person doing it's really engaged in it, um, would be a common example, something that might trigger it. Can you um, get ASMR just from a sort of visual stimulus? Or does there need to be an audio component to it? Uh, I'm not positive. I think I think typically having both is works better for a lot of people. But I would imagine that you could probably get it purely through a visual stimulus. Um, although I don't think that would be the case in my experience. Okay. Um, certain types of physical touch can also help to trigger it. Uh, although, again, not a sort of sexual touch, uh, be something very innocuous um another area where a lot of people will experience asmr is in is when dealing with some type of professional who is who pays a lot of attention to you in a sort of caring manner so for instance uh, like uh sort of experiences with doctors or, or medical situation can trigger it for some people like with the 
sort of standardized checkup or something like that. Well, um, haircuts can trigger it for there, some John. people. Yeah, because I don't know if you've you've been to a standard checkup recently, but they do cup your balls, <laughs> and so that might that might be sort of so skewing maybe the results not, there. Not every aspect of the examination. Uh, I'd say that for a lot of people, it has to do more with the sort of question and answer aspect of medical examinations, or uh, when your lip lymph nodes are felt, um, <clears throat> or uh, perhaps during blood pressure, or uh, nose or ear canal examinations, or um, or using the stethoscope to listen to your heart, uh, things like that that are not uh, invasive, I suppose, in the same way that <laughs> um, that having your your balls cupped is. Okay, um, I'm just saying still, it does happen. It does happen. That's true. Okay, so you're with me. I on this personally <laughs> have not experienced ASMR while uh, receiving a testicular examination. Okay. Um, uh, but similarly, getting a haircut works for some people. I mean, that's the big I one I've imagine. heard of, right? Like getting your haircut, and there's all those yeah it's videos of one. like high def sound, 360 haircuts. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty big on YouTube. Um, I think because that one has a a combination of sort of all the different pieces. It's got the sort of soothing sounds and the hair clipping. It's got someone touching you in a gentle manner. Uh, they're also paying a lot of attention to you. A lot of times they'll talk to you, often in a soothing voice. Um, <clears throat> the soothing voice being another thing that's very... or that will trigger it for a lot of people. Now, I do know, though, that, I mean, most of the time... When you're going to get your hair cut, you know, it is like sort of a normal thing. You get your hair cut and then maybe mm-hmm. you do a shave. But I mean, the happy ending, like, does that, do you think that could sort of, again, <laughs> interfere with uh, this analysis? <laughs> um, I don't think happy endings are a big part of a lot of haircuts. What? Oh, is it like, is that like, you just, you, you don't get the happy ending? <laughs> I, at the I, end, or? I I don't think that that's generally a part of getting your hair cut. I don't think that that's... Well, I don't... I mean, but they are a tipping profession, right? Like, they're a profession where where you they make a lot of their money through tips. I I believe so. I, I'm not really an expert on on how... Uh, well, I hope you've been tipping so your hair, Mr. John. I do. <laughs> I, I do tip. I just... I don't know what percentage of their income is from the tips. Okay, I don't know saying, how much other people are tipping. I don't know how much of the cost of the haircut is going towards them and how much is going towards something else. Like well, it's business. mostly equipment. they got to replace their scissors every time. But um, I don't think they have to replace their scissors that often. Well, hold on, John. You're being very <laughs> contrary. <laughs> First, you're, you're not shivering when you pee. Then you're not getting the happy ending. And now you don't think that they have to replace their... It's unsanitary, John. <laughs> I'm pretty sure those are very expensive scissors. I don't think the price. I know. There's like they're like twenty bucks. Not fucking going to like staples and just getting the 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 safety scissors you get for your kids. (laughs) Oh, that would be interesting. Do you think a safety scissors haircut would be more or less likely to induce ASMR? Sort of to bring us back on track. 
Thank you. Uh, thanks for bringing this back to the subject. <laughs> um, I would say that safety scissors haircut would probably be less likely to induce a, to trigger ASMR. Um, if for no reason other than that, I imagine it'd be very unpleasant and very distracting. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the pulling on your hair, uh, all that the pain that I think it would cause um, would probably get in the way of experiencing ASMR. Okay, that's just that's my personal belief. Um, I haven't tested it. I don't know. <laughs> Other people might feel differently, but for me personally, the amount of force that would have to be applied to my hair. In order to get the safety scissors to go through it, would I think be distracting? Okay. Yeah. Um, so I believe that we've covered uh, most of the basics of ASMR, um, given our limited understanding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think the information we've presented um, so far, if I could summarize, yeah, is please, please go ahead. ASMR, it's that feeling that you get sometimes when you hear noises or you look at things <laughs> or people talk to you um, and it's not an orgasm. That's correct. Yes. Um, and I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like we explored a little bit more than that, but, um, but maybe not. Maybe our viewer or maybe our listeners are still very confused, um, but I think we've provided a lot of useful information. I think they are all experts in ASMR now. Um, and well, I don't hold think on, they need John. us anymore. Yeah. Well, I think you're. I would have to disagree. I think that you know this was sort of an onboarding episode. Yeah. Um, that, you know, maybe you've listened to this. Your 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 ASMR knowledge juices are flowing because that's that's a very important thing about learning that they often don't tell you is. Um, the brain is a sort of complicated organism, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not an organ, an organism. I, I was very intentional there because the brain oh, is actually oh. Oh, a separate me. creature. It's oh, sort I of did an not realize that. An anamorph slug situation. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's interesting. Know, I I actually took an anatomy and physiology class in college, and they never they never brought that up. No, well, I mean, did, Dude, I so think that would be like a big about deal. the difference you, between. You cover that. Um, like prokaryotic and, and eukaryotic uh, bacteria, mm-hmm. right? Right, right, yeah. Like the, the, the mitochondria. Oh, the powerhouse of the cell. The powerhouse of the cell. Well, because like right in, uh, in prokaryotic um, bacteria, I believe they don't have mitochondria, right? God, I don't remember. Well, basically, the point that I'm getting to is the brain is to the human as the mitochondria is to the cell. Um, oh, actually, that does sound familiar. Maybe it wasn't... It might... Yeah, it was probably mitochondria. Definitely there's some type of organelle that some people... Or that is... That is thought people to think that, like, like, it's actually just two different bacteria. And at some point, somehow, yeah, they just sort of... Somehow one of them became an organelle rather than being its own unique species. Which is yeah, a... Like, I mean, when you think about it, just, like, imagine going back to me in that first mitochondria... <laughs> you just like somehow bump into this big, this big galoop, and you're oh, inside like him now. Deal. I'm gonna give up my being my own species, and I'll just be a part of every other species. I guess so maybe that was a good deal for them. How did it start? How did they start made reproducing? It what? How did they start reproducing? God, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have no idea. This is not. This is outside of the scope of this podcast. Oh yeah. Okay. So this what podcast I was, what I was trying about to say a topic that we don't know much about. That is something we know way too little about. <laughs> I'd argue I know about as much about mitochondria as I do about ASMR. In fact, maybe a little bit more because I did take a biology class in undergrad. All right. That's fair. Not well, a, not a really I would say good compared one. to how much some people know about mitochondria versus how much the average person knows about ASMR. I feel like we're more qualified to talk about ASMR. That's true. But I mean, also, you're. I think sort of the nice thing about this podcast is, um, since presumably I, I don't know that there's anybody out there who's actually an expert on ASMR. I'm not uh, sure that there is. That'll could be another be the thing first. to find out, is we can <laughs> learn whether or not there are any experts. <laughs> Just do any amount of research. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but getting back so to think, the important point oh, yeah. I was trying to make. Yes. Um, so an important piece about learning is that for every concept or idea that you are trying to learn... Your brain needs to accumulate a, a critical mass of a particular thought juice. Oh, okay. Thought juice. So, I'm not familiar with this concept. Mm-hmm. So actually, I mean, that's where the phrase, you know, get the juices flowing uh, mm-hmm. comes from. Oh, when you of start, course. Yeah, that makes sense. When you start considering an idea, your brain, all the little valves and tubules and whatnot, they start um, cranking out that thought juice, that good, good thought juice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it sort of accumulates and it builds up in the brain... Um, mm-hmm. until eventually you hit a critical mass and then it all gets sucked into like some particular part because, you know, the brain is a sponge. Right, um, of course, of course. And then you know it. Wow. It's amazing that they don't teach you that in school. Yeah, they don't you teach you that, that in that any be... school, believe it or not. Yeah, you'd think that that would be a really valuable lesson to teach people. Like, basically, day one, come and you learn how to learn and okay. then you're better at learning. Yeah. Well, you're not actually, though, because I'm... I don't know that knowing about Thought Juice makes you any any better at actually learning things. No, I guess I it encourages you to stay hyped. It would help you to, to target what you need to do. Just, you know, just build up Thought Juice. That's true. And so with this podcast, I think we've we've started you know, cranking open the valves. The juices are flowing, John. That's right. That's right. We have gotten our listeners eager to learn. Mm-hmm. And they're going to learn with us. Exactly. Uh, and that's, and that's the so greatest think, thing of all. So I think for episode two, we'll we'll read the Wikipedia page about ASMR. Now let's and... not make any promises we can't keep, John. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make an effort. I'll read the first part of it, at least. It's not a very long Wikipedia page. Uh, yeah, it's not that long. Well, hold on. Let's take a look. Let's I see think... if I can. I think that we... Oh, actually, maybe it's a bit longer than I thought. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my I'm god, gonna, John, yeah, this is fucking like 30 sections. I'm going to make a promise to our listeners that we will read this Wikipedia page about ASMR, and then next episode we'll have more to talk about. We'll have more of that excellent information for them. Okay. okay uh, well... And maybe, if I'm feeling really ambitious... I'll read some other stuff about ASMR. Oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really dedicated here, Ian. In it for the long haul. Oh man, well I'm I'm not. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I believe guess... we can change that attitude. <laughs> Maybe once I start experiencing ASMR, 
um, then I'll uh, then I'll sort of get converted and I'll understand the this holy quest that you're on. Thank you. I I hope that we can make you a convert. Okay. Um, so I guess that brings us to our final uh, item of business, which is ending the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. How do you want to do it? I feel like we need well, something to say. Well, John, I think that we should end every podcast by just having a little ASMR fest because... I think you're going to need to... Let me explain.